0: Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy cards issued by Sutton bank and Celtic bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply
1: with the lucky land slots. You can get lucky just about anywhere. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm your host, Ariana Bravo, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Max Verstappen has taken pole position at the Dutch Grand Prix to the absolute delight of the sea of orange in the grandstands. The Red Bull driver was on top form throughout the day, showing absolutely blistering pace, and he did not let up when it came to qualifying. He will start alongside title rival Lewis Hamilton, who came close, just under four ths off of Max, but he couldn't quite take that pole position. Teammate Valtteri Bottas will be starting P3 tomorrow, ahead of Pierre Gasly, who was on fantastic form once again and secured a P4 start. Charles Leclerc will lead an all-Ferrari third row after pipping his teammate by just one hundredth of a second. A strong performance from Ferrari, especially from the team who managed to repair Carlos Sainz's car after a big shunt in FP3. Antonio Giovinazzi was a standout performer of qualifying, securing a P7, only six hundredths behind Leclerc in P5, after a solid showing from the Alfa Romeo driver throughout today's session. Meanwhile, there was no Kimi Raikkonen on track today after news broke this morning that he tested positive for COVID 19, and as a result, Robert Kubica stepped in his place, winding up P18 in Quali. The Alpines came in P8 and P9, with Daniel Ricciardo rounding out the top 10. And while there were several standout performances today, there were also some shocks, notably the elimination of Sergio Perez and Sebastian Vettel in Q1. Traffic caused issues for both drivers, with Sergio missing the cutoff by seven hundredths behind Sonoda and winding up P16. Sebastian Vettel found himself stuck behind the Haas cars of Nikita Mazapin and Mick Schumacher, forcing Vettel to abort his flying lap. The Haas pair were summoned to the stewards, but no further action was taken after the stewards deemed it was not unnecessary impeding. With Vettel reportedly also explaining to the stewards that there were just too many cars in one place. We had two red flags in the session, both as a result of incidents involving the Williams drivers. Firstly, in Q2, George Russell suffered from a snap of oversteer on the entry into the final corner, ending up in the barriers. The red flag was brought out, but he was able to get the car back to the pits, but was sadly unable to rejoin the session, so ended up P11. Shortly after Q2 resumed, his teammate Nicholas Latifi spun across the gravel at turn 8 and ended up having a big shunt with the outside barrier. Thankfully, he was all Okay. But Q2 was not resumed after their second red flag, which meant that we also saw Lance Stroll and Lando Norris unable to complete their flying laps to fight their way into the top 10, and instead finishing up 12th and 13th, respectively. There is lots to chat about after that fantastic session today. And with Alex Kalanorkas taking a well-deserved break, today I am joined by Matt Q, Autosports Formula E and Extreme E reporter. Matt, it is lovely to have you on the podcast. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. It's my, uh, it's my first weekend sort of reporting in the thick of Formula One. And as you say, I cover Formula E. So I think if the Dutch Grand Prix finishes and uh, we have cars actually make the chequered flag and Mercedes haven't quit, then I'll uh, then I'll appreciate it. it's not me that's uh, interrupting formulary and it's uh, circumstances out of my control. So that'd be nice. I'm looking to it sort of to validate my character, and my influence on the series.
1: Well, I'm very pleased to have you joining me today. Now, we expected that today would be an exciting qualifying session. I mean, we're both at the track at Zandvoort and the atmosphere is electric and you could just feel it bubbling up all through the weekend but we really got an action-packed session today didn't we
2: yeah absolutely there's a lot of talking points as you said at the start of the show you sort of there's there's so many bits to dive into whether it was where was the incidents the people who missed out but it was great and it, it is is fantastic to have that soundtrack i think um you know we've had a good run of races obviously entertaining ones with with, with spa discounted but um this is every bit a match for for Silverstone. Obviously, there's that factor of it being new. It's returning to the calendar. But we wouldn't be racing here without Max Verstappen. And whether it's on the perimeter roads on the way in and all the flags or just the noise and the flares inside the track, you can tell that we're all here for for one driver.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That is so, so true. It is heaving with fans in orange. It's just Unbelievable. I wish I could actually do justice to the amount of support that he has here, but I really can't explain just how phenomenal it is. So first and foremost, let's talk about the man of the moment, Max Verstappen. Absolutely sensational driving today. We suspected that he might end up on pole, uh, but he was blindingly quick. I mean, getting down into one minute eight, what did you make of his performance today in qualifying?
2: Despite getting on pole, I think it was an underrated performance, and and I'll say that because although although Hamilton I think was only only um, four off. Um, in the end, there's two things that sort of impeded Verstappen's uh, final final lap in Q3. The first one is uh, his DRS didn't work down down the uh, main straight over the timing line, so he used it in the first activation zone. But um, second time he went to thumb the button and uh, no dice nothing happened he admitted you know fair and square after that he wasn't aware of it but he did say that he lost um another sort of tenth and a half on the lap because coming out of turn three he hit a bump and basically was a bit trigger happy uh double up shifted and then uh, he was obviously too too high gear lost a bit of momentum and, and the car was sort of using up more energy so um we've got this we've got this thing where he was on pole he was brilliant probably could have been sort of two and a half tenths quicker is is the estimation but um Hamilton almost flattering to deceive a little bit as Toto Wolf has said he he outperformed his car and made that gap a lot smaller than every indication after after free practice suggested might might have been
1: that's what I was gonna say. I mean we were expecting it to be close, but actually Lewis really pulled it out of the bag on that last slap. It was very, very impressive performance from him, and of course it means that they'll be lining up next to each other tomorrow. The last time they lined up next to each other, I believe, was Silverstone, wasn't it? We won't be hoping for anything like that tomorrow. And I can imagine the outrage if if Max Verstappen does not finish tomorrow's race. Huge, huge disappointment for all of the fans that have come out to see their man. Uh, but Valtteri Bottas was also right up there. He'll be lining up P3. Do you think that Mercedes may have an advantage tomorrow, having both the drivers up at the front with just Max?
2: There is that possibility. And I think... Bottas, it was still a great lap. I think that's where the W12 was today, about three tenths off off the Red Bull. Most of that time is lost through the first sector. That's what they're saying. Um, you know, they can't they can't get it dialed up quite enough. And and, and Bottas, I still don't think he's quite sure what his line is through turn three. So there's a bit of variation whether he rides it low or high. But uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's where the um where where the mark is. Obviously, they do have the two cars there, but I'm not sure. What kind of a gamble they can take, really? So uh, in Q1 they both ran the mediums, and you know they they had this advantage. But with with the um with, with the sort of uh, red flags that happened in Q3, everyone else sort of saved a set of softs. So it's not as if they can massively massively split their strategy. I don't think at this stage. Um, and again, you've got that added element of Verstappen's incredibly racy. We know how much it will mean to him to win this race at a track where overtaking opportunities are limited. So. Uh, if they do get close and they're right, and the sort of passing is happening on the track as opposed to in the pit lane, um, it'll be it'll be quite it'll be quite feisty. But as you say, uh, if you're a Mercedes driver, I think you'd be chased into the sea. That's sort of just a uh, just you know a couple of hundred metres over my shoulder if you uh, if you backfired. <laughs>
1: Definitely. And I mean, I say with just Max at the front, but like you said, Max is absolutely mighty. So he is a force to be reckoned with here. And I do genuinely think that the crowd support does make a difference to the performance of the drivers. I mean, it's hard to ignore the support that he has here, and it's got to be spurring him on to give it absolutely everything. Uh But his teammate, Sergio Perez, will be lining up P16 tomorrow. Disappointing session for him. Not what the team would have wanted at all. I mean, they want their drivers, both of them, up at the front. But it just doesn't look like he's been comfortable in the car all weekend, does it?
2: he has had that gap to verstappen the duration we've actually got some news hot off the press for you ariana is that um, oh. they're gonna the red bull are gonna change the power unit in his car so he will be starting at the back of the grid um not not from the pit lane but back of the grid and um yeah i was, i've been re-watching his his onboards of, of his of being eliminated in q1 and and he didn't get that second lap i mean it looked like the cutoff cut off in q1 would be a sort of a uh, uh, a one minute 10.75 and he, he was about two tenths clear of that but just the way the sort of the track evolved in the last minute and and, and he missed out Um, the, and the team the team thought he was safe as well but it, it it wasn't a strong performance he was left vulnerable the team left him a bit vulnerable and and you know it, it makes Verstappen's performance look even more impressive when his teammate you know qualified 16th but will line up will line up plumb last at this rate
1: yeah, absolutely. And I mean, as you said, overtaking opportunities are limited here. So it's just not not the, uh, not the shaping up to be the day that Checo would have wanted. Uh, let's talk a bit more about some of the other standout performances from today. We have the Ferraris in P5 and P6. Solid effort, as I said, by the team to get Carlos back out in time for qualifying. And I'm sure that they are very pleased with the qualifying result. We did think that maybe, you know, talking the paddock was sort of that maybe they'd be able to do a bit more. There were some people even thinking Charles may be able to uh, really battle for that pole. But the drivers did downplay that themselves, saying that, you know, the Friday results were not representative and they were sure that the Mercedes and Red Bull were further ahead. Um, But Pierre Gasly managing to slot in in front of them there in P4. How did he manage such an impressive performance today? Because I feel like he was sort of flying under the radar in all of our talk before the qualifying session. But then, bam, came came and delivered.
2: Absolutely. The the short answer is I don't know how we did it quite because I think again Sonoda is Sonoda and fifteenth you know a bit further back the barometer of that car is probably sort of split between the two and it's that that i'm going to use that get out of clause again like i did with hamilton that gasly was simply driving driving faster than the car he was flattered ever so slightly by the ferraris and i say that obviously signs was going in sort of effectively blind after his uh fp3 shunt and and leclerc had a had a small staff of oversteer on his last lap in uh, q3 which again helped gasly sort of um make it up to fourth place but you know this is in context that Gasly is potentially on the cards for another season at Al Perez Perez has signed his contract renewal and, and, and puts it down in 16th but Gasly was just just mega and and like you say it's, it's you know after after the hype around what can uh, George Russell do in qualifying because he's a consistent performer this Max versus Lewis sort of battle yeah no no one sort of was keeping an eye on Gasly and in in our defense I suppose as reporters there's nothing particularly in FP3 or, or in any of the free practice sessions, to be set, to suggest they would be right up there. It looked like sort of it'd be Ferraris, then possibly the Aston Martins before we got to we got to Gasly. So just an absolutely like stellar lap from him.
1: It really was, and you know. We shouldn't be too surprised anymore, though, because this season he's been putting in fantastic drives consistently, just going out there and doing what he needs to do, Um, really come into his own in that team. The other driver that was on brilliant form today was Antonio Giovinazzi. Um, Throughout the session, he was setting really quick laps, but ultimately to wind up P7 and so, so close to the Ferraris in his Alfa Romeo that has to be one of the most impressive performances that we saw today, one of the most unexpected, at least.
2: Absolutely. And it's come to light since, actually, that between Q and uh, Q2 and Q3 the one of the wheel nuts on his on his, uh, his tyre sort of froze on so a bit like what happened to Bottas in Monaco and they basically they were going at it really thinking it's it's not going to come off and, and our weekend is sort of or certainly our day is over there but they managed to just get it done and, and Giovinazzi was talking about repaying the team fantastic performance and again we've got this wider driver market context haven't we where you know who's going to be in that seat next, next year we know Raikkonen's retiring and, and speculation is that Bottas will go and then it's looking you know Possibly, like Albon, might get that seat. Possibly, DeVries. I mean, Fred Verser, the, the team principal said he doesn't. He doesn't want a rookie along alongside, let's say, Bottas, if it is him. And Giovinazzi, what what a time to pull that performance out the bag! You know, hopefully that's just in the nick of time to negotiate a, 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 a another seat. It was an excellent p- performance, and and maybe you know, is it something he would rue had it been, you know, Spa, Silverstone, Hungary? Would that have been sooner to sort of put him in a in a more powerful position? But Absolutely incredible result! Yeah, uh, you know, him, him, and him and Giovinazzi, sort of former Formula Two rivals, and, and really sort of proving their worth to the grid today. I thought
1: definitely, definitely have. Um, yeah, I was really, really impressed with Giovinazzi today before we get on to those who lost out today, I want to quickly speak about the crashes of both George and Nicholas, uh, bringing out red flags in the session. Talk us through what happened with the drivers, anything you've heard since, since they've reflected on it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, when when Russell uh, lost the rear of his and, and, and sort of lightly kissed the barrier, the, the, the speculation was that, oh, you know, this is the Williams. We've heard that it's a bit sensitive to the wind. Um, so I asked Dave Robson, the head of vehicle performance, just is that true? Did it correlate? And he said, actually, no, turn 13 where it all went uh, wrong. It's actually sheltered from the wind. And and he conceded and Russell was held his hands up the eye. He was just too hot. He was too hot into that corner, lost the rear. And, and Effectively got away with it. There's a bit of minor suspension damage, but um, you know the the guys are already the guys and guys are already fixing that, and that will have no impact. Um, and he was in 11th. You know, looks set to look set to fall down. And then, you know, I'd never accuse it of being a deliberate strategy, but obviously Latifi causing a second red flag meant uh, Russell hung on to 11th. Um, possibly should have been in Q3, but. But you know, 11th is a sound result. Uh, Latifi's car is a bit more of a question mark. Lots of aero damage, which again, all bits that can be changed and, and be sorted for tomorrow. The question, uh, and the power bo- uh, the power unit is safe as well. The question at the minute and what they're stripping and, and diagnosing is the gearbox, because if that needs a change, then that's a penalty uh again uh, that's a driver error he he was um i think on the run run to turn 8 he dips his uh he dips his front left wheel onto the grass and and the car's gone then and it was a big impact. but um yeah one one that he should rue because it was a really strong day for williams um i think in q1 they were up in sort of fifth place and 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 then again making it through to q2 a strong performance but drove, both drivers sort of let that one get away a little bit and um the damage could have been a lot worse i mean and in, in terms of results as opposed to the the mangled wreck that i'm sitting above
1: <laughs> yeah, a disappointing end to the day, but we'll see what they can do tomorrow. I mean, who knows at this track, it's new to us all. Um now, as I said, onto some of the disappointments from today. We've discussed Checo, we've briefly touched on what happened with Sebastian. So I actually want to discuss McLaren because the team is usually pretty solid, Lando particularly, um, but today things just didn't seem like they were going to plan. Lando didn't seem comfortable in the car, just not pulling out the times really at all. And then, of course, he couldn't do that final flying lap. But what was it that was going on there? What was it that was holding uh, the team back, especially Lando.
2: Yeah, it's pretty much as as you said. So Lando was unhappy with his first lap um, in in Q two. He said he was pushed a bit too hard, and and the tyres the had gone, uh, and so he was sort of counting on having a having a second uh, second bite of the pie, I suppose, to get through to Q one. But obviously the red flags came out, and and you know that sort of ended ended his day. Ricardo is an interesting one. Obviously, um, you know, coming here, he, he was expected to do okay. It's a high downforce track, gets back to the more familiar settings of, of the, of the well, previously the Red Bull. And, you know, we've had this sort of, not the excuse, but a sort of reason he's been a bit off the pace is because he's struggling to get to grips with the McLaren setup and, and, and how to sort of stick it on its nose and trail break in, into the corner or... um. And he he was possibly flattered by some good Q one and Q two results. Uh, and he said what happened is that they didn't touch the car between Q two and Q three, but he felt the track change, uh, track conditions just got ever so slightly away from him and he, he couldn't climb any any higher than that. Um but again with with Norris with Norris um falling down the order, it probably flattered Ricardo ever so slightly. I still don't think he was as comfortable in, in the car today.
1: Yeah, I agree. They definitely weren't as high up as a lot of people were expecting. Um, So before we wrap things up, race day tomorrow, the drivers have all spoken about how important track position is here. They aren't expecting overtaking to be easy. Do you think that some of these drivers who did sort of miss out today, Lando, Sebastian, Checo, will be able to make up positions tomorrow? Or do you think that actually, yeah, it's going to be really tight and they they might have really lost out because of the poor qualifying?
2: I I would say there will be some overtaking, but I I'm gonna be I'm going be really conservative with a small C, back out of it and say it it will be from the DRS zones. I would love I'd love to see some different lines through turn three, you know, low and high on the banking, and right, you know, sort of NASCAR style. But and we've seen that a bit in Formula Three. Um, but obviously, those cars have a much smaller, much smaller footprint, less dirty air. So you know, when you're running in a pack, it allows that. Uh, but I'm, I'm afraid, I'm not even going to sit on the fence. I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a natural pessimist, a position where I'm most comfortable, and saying it'll be, it'll be DRS only and a, and a bit of pit lane action tomorrow, I think.
1: <laughs> and what about the front of the grid? What are you expecting, especially between Max and Lewis?
2: not not a lot can i say i think that,
1: you can say that do you yeah. think max is just going to hold on to the hold on to that P1 and bring it home in front of his home crowd.
2: Yeah, I do. I think turn one is sort of it's a medium speed corner, so there's not going to be a huge breaking zone for Hamilton to to stick it on the on the inside. All things being equal from from the launch, and yeah, I think I think there's nothing I've seen in the long run pace or sort of crunching the numbers late into last night like the you know sad individuals. We are. there's nothing I've seen that suggests Verstappen isn't going to stretch that gap. Um, and then and then you know manage it with safety cars there will be safety cars I'm sure of that it'll be interesting actually I, I don't want to don't want to sort of rub it on too much but it'll be interesting to see how a safety car affects things purely because of how narrow the pit lane is here we've already had teams saying double stacking cars is going to be impossible be, you know it will effectively have one sort of sat station with the live pit lane so you know if there's any doubt as to who the de facto number one driver is in each team I think we'll see that play out tomorrow um, if, if there is a safety car and, and teams need to sort of um sort of uh split their strategy.
1: Yeah, I was speaking to um a couple of the mechanics today in the paddock and that is something that they flagged up. They said, "Look, these pit boxes are so so close together, it's going to be tricky tomorrow. It's actually going to be a real challenge for the teams when it comes to pit stops and that could actually, you know, really play a part in how things unfold tomorrow. Like you said, double stacking going to be incredibly incredibly difficult if possible at all Uh, and the timing of all of those pit stops is definitely going to be crucial I can't wait for tomorrow I'm really really excited even uh, though we're not expecting that many overtaking opportunities it's an absolutely fantastic atmosphere and so far the weekend has been fabulous so I cannot wait Thank you so much for joining me, Matt. This has been an absolutely lovely chat. I will hopefully catch you around the paddock tomorrow. But that is all from us for now. You can catch me on Instagram at Bravo f one And in the meantime, just, you know, soak up everything that happened today and get ready for hopefully a very, very exciting day tomorrow at the Dutch Grand Prix. We'll be back with our extended race podcast shortly after. So catch us then.
3: right back. Hey, guys, gut check. If your six-pack abs are covered with flab, it's time to cut the fat. Lose weight the easy way with Nutrisystem for Men, now delivering hearty inspirations meals that fill you up without letting you down. We're talking bigger lunches and bigger dinners, packed with protein to control hunger for up to five hours. From savory bourbon chicken to mouth-watering meatloaf, they're exactly what a man's body needs to power through the day. You get breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks, all fully prepared, totally delicious and Delivered free to your door. No salads, no juices, just real food for serious appetites. Order today and get all new fuel shakes for men. They're made with the key ingredient Velocitol that doubles the power of protein to help you maintain muscle mass while losing weight and feeling satisfied. Don't wait any longer. Order now for a simple way to lose weight, build strength, boost energy, and burn fat. Go to Nutrisystem.com/slash protein to lock in your special deal. Offer restrictions apply. See website for details.